0: So the robots is there. Welcome to Self Help for Robots. I'm your host, CJ Pitchford, and this is episode 40. <laughs> you heard, right? Episode 40. And yeah, that's a. Doing it wrong. <laughs> episode forty is called "Doing it wrong," and uh, well, I'm trying to do it in style. In fact, like I mentioned in the last episode, which was just well last night, but I will wait to publish this the next episode and until a little time goes by. Maybe uh, I don't want to confuse the uh, podcast servers and um, all that and get things out of order. But uh, yeah, last time, episode thirty-nine, we were talking about right or wrong, and I mentioned that. I had a new rig which is uh the franken device that i have in front of me that has the keyboards that i play and uh, the microphone that i'm talking into and while i'm talking into it you might hear a little bit of rain in the background as it's the first full day of summer here and and yet uh, it's so snowing up in the mountains uh, or something and it's raining right here Uh, yeah extreme weather we've had the coldest uh, June 5th was it that uh, has been recorded um, in here and uh, and right now, as I said, yes, that the rain is coming down, and I'm really enjoying that. However, uh, it is summer, and so I was expecting uh, heat, but uh, no, I will take whatever, uh, you know, climate will send my way and uh, just deal with the weather as it happens. But in here, the studio, <laughs> with this rig, um, I am now uh, doing yet another podcast on the same subject. Uh, you know, we talked last time about right or wrong and now doing it wrong you know concerns of course well I mean that they're still doing it very wrong as far as that well the Republicans have enabled um, just you know perhaps the destruction of the idea of democracy or government of the people Um, you know it's something that uh, should work out to everyone's benefit being equal before the law But right now, it seems like that's uh, an idea that's being challenged. Uh, Unfortunately, as I said, by the traitor Donald John Trump. uh, You know, um, he's definitely taking uh, um, his own, you know, legal chances with what he's clearly done. Um, But as president, it seems like we have only, you know, a limited recourse. Um, He has bragged that he could shoot somebody, um, and it's like, wow. I hope we do not test that. Um, And so, yeah, that's the state that we're in um, as a state. Uh, (laughs) When we talk about what's right or wrong, it's clearly wrong. And when I was looking at, you know, kind of like a collection of um, ethical uh, writings, it seemed like something was missing that back in the fifth century before the common era, uh, that there was uh, the first mention of the golden rule in uh, what is now Greece so it was something that it appeared you know like a start of an ethical and it seems like from a position of privilege that reason is just assumed and that we do understand later from philosophers like Immanuel Kant who in the critique of pure judgment just kind of gives up and says well if there isn't a uh, prime mover if there isn't a deity um, then it's all just something that doesn't make sense and that would be intolerable and so the existential dread that uh, obviously that yeah that maybe he wouldn't face and he couldn't face um, is something that maybe wasn't faced by the philosophers of uh, Greece um, or that they just were able to say that you could reason your way out of it and it appears that to me Buddha at about that same time uh, you know took a different approach and um, said that through psychology or through acceptance which he did rationalize, he did reason his way to that. I mean, if we talk about acceptance, there's lots of ways to feel that connection. I mean, you could just uh, get out on the dance floor and do your thing and and leave all your troubles behind or, you know, some people go to church and they celebrate, um, you know, they have rituals and they feel connection and community. Um, and like I said, from a position of privilege, you may not worry about um, an existential crisis or dread that's, you know, something that maybe is, you know, more immediate um, than just a thought experiment. Um, and so indeed, that the idea of acceptance um being central of course because the you know very first of the four noble truths uh, that life is suffering um it, it addresses how we are living um or that we are living, at least, because that may be missing from uh, the other ideas of ethics. That uh, it may not address that there are actual living people involved, and and that's especially true even in utilitarianism, where it seems like yes, that has to be for people. That's uh, the deciding concept. Um, but it's a very you know sad state of affairs logically when John Stuart Mill says that you know his universality was that everybody wants happy happiness and without even having to prove that, goes on to the next statement that says that then it's a universal want for every individual, then, to want a for everyone to be happy, because everybody wants happiness. And, uh, but then uh, he changes and moves the goalposts and says, not the happiness that everyone recognizes, but a special unique kind of happiness that's intellectual, which, if he'd started his argument saying that everybody wants a special unique intellectual version of happiness that I and my privilege can de- fine, he's not going to get that uh, ready acceptance uh, and, you know, it doesn't seem legit uh, t- in order to go on to the next step and say that, yes, everyone should want for everyone this one thing. That, uh, However, uh, yes, all of us should be equal um, in front of the eyes of the law. Um, you know, it's one of those things that uh, helps a society um, stay together, cohere and that is part of our connections, that what we owe to each other Um, and and so yes that uh, looking at ethics from a robotics viewpoint i don't have to look at what we've created that's wrong and recreate that although in artificial intelligence today what inspired the designers uh, i won't say inventors but they call a neural network this nodal um, network um, that is uh, you know using matrix math um, in order to you know, propagate statistical likelihoods, um, and the idea that inspired the so-called neural networks was uh, a person watching a child and. Uh, you know, and learning as a blank slate, learning from trial and error, um, and so yeah, so the idea though of trial and error and, you know, back-propagating errors, um, to correct so that the, um, you know, goal is more directly attained, well, again, if you know where you're going, then it's really easy to use statistics to get there, because, you know, you've heard of lies and damned lies, and then there's statistics. So if there's anything that you want to prove, statistics is there to work for you and that's also a limitation of potential logic that if your system is complete then uh, yeah you will have a contradiction you will be able to prove anything um, but if you find that your system is actually uh, you know like in in math it's you know where things are verifiable they're falsifiable then your system is going to be incomplete (laughs) but no that's the uh, girdle um, you know kind of incompleteness theorem um, action as uh, here we are listening to rain um, and uh, talking about ethics because as I mentioned that when it comes down to right or wrong that we only need to work out two dimensions and of course I mean the dimensions of self and and other it just seems like it's so clear that since we don't live, live in isolation we don't have you know just one of us to ever concern ourselves we're not a hive mind and Um, You know, we're not part of a collective. as far as our existence is in isolation, but we do feel the need. I mean, if you're lucky enough to say to someone, you complete me, or, you know, somebody has heard you, you know, you've heard somebody say that to you, then then yeah, then you might know about that sense of just the idea of belonging and acceptance that is really, you know, part of our condition of living that we can address psychologically. And in fact, Buddha said long ago, here's a way to do that. And he reasoned his way to that instead of you know, a ritual or, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, um, way of achieving the irrational sense of acceptance uh, through an irrational process. Um, which, hey, however you get there, that's great. But uh, it seems that we can deal with uh, irrationality rationally, because, in fact, uh, if we look at Immanuel Kant, he was irrational about his, you know, um, desire for rationality, and his, you know, critique of pure reason uh, started out a path that he ended up like, oh, I have to walk that back, and (laughs) in critique of pure judgment kind of said, whoops. As far as his original aims and what he came to as conclusions is then, you know, purely how idealists um, really grew out of that. Um, but he was trying to still be grounded, Um, he just didn't have a way, you know, to ground himself. And uh, that's the thing about uh, Buddhism, that once you have then that psychological acceptance, um, then you can work, uh, and it's, you know, daily work, you know, it's something that it it doesn't just happen, and it's not a contest, it's something that everybody does individually. So when it happens, it has to happen for an individual through that individual's work and it it needs to I think be well built into a system just like that uh, you can build into a system the recognition of irrational uh, feelings and be very rational about it and and also because feelings are transitive that means that those feelings can be present um but without you know uh it being clouded or confused by well you know logical fallacies that confuse um, our non-robotic reasoning all the time so yeah that's the thing about creating from scratch the idea of um, being having an emotional intelligence. And furthermore, what about, you know, creating from scratch a soul, <laughs> which, you know, it's something that, hey, I don't know if I have or not, but if I could put it in a specification, then I know it's there by design. And further, as I mentioned about being able to tell right from wrong and that being binary, then I could look at just two dimensions, and the four aspirations seem to lead into that, you know, kind of decision tree where an ethical concept uh, can be derived from a universal moral uh, principle. Because it's subjective and relative, you know, those uh, two axes um, then, as I mentioned, can be mapped to, well, you know, a single dimension, and it being a point, one or zero, or right or wrong, and, you know, the all the cloudedness that comes with right or wrong, obviously there are many complicated situations that uh, do arise and so it's not always an easy question of right or wrong, but there is always a right or wrong um, as those exist and it's just merely a case of how we find or discover or reason um, what those may be and, as I said, Um, I'm working on how to do that programmatically and and you're probably already working on that um, for your life. And so as you keep doing that, I just say keep on helping yourself. Com. That's, that's cell, cell help, number four, robots.com. <laughs>